0: Welcome, this is Fountains of Spleen, not to be confused with Fountains of Carrots, which from superficial um, Apple podcast searches of ourselves in the early days illuminates me to the fact that that is a podcast about Christianity and motherhood, (laughs) I think.
1: Yeah, when we first searched Fountains of in Apple Podcasts to see who our peers were, We discovered there were, I think, no other podcast called Fountains of Anything except Fountains of Carrots, which we never listened to, but does appear to be a motherhood and Christianity podcast. I think um, that's right.
0: But happy Easter, Fountains of Carrots. We are a non-denominational springtime for everyone music podcast. Uh, Happy Easter and also happy Passover.
1: Yes, very, very true, and also because it was a crazy weekend, we are recording this episode on Monday, April 18th, which is the day it will come out, and it's very rare that we record an episode and then it comes out later that very day, so this is a very immediate, you know, uh, straight to the the start. Sometimes we record this, like, uh, almost a full week ahead of time so
0: this is a real like this is a real bottling of what we are right now in this moment and everyone will know in a few hours yeah that's weird
1: yeah i also uh before we go any further want to say we're off to a strong start because i think your microphone isn't plugged in grace
0: Sorry about that folks. I am in my correct microphone. We're gonna keep going.
1: There we go. Fountains displaying coming at you with Dolby Atmos 360 precision. Vocal sound quality. Yeah, now. yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's, we that's can, nice. That's the good. We stuff. We can hear
0: me nice and clear. Everyone's everyone's excited. Everyone's yeah, every, I'm sure
1: everybody was in a in a panic for. Oh God! Oh, I hope she knows. Don't worry, um, we got it.
0: <laughs> Grace's audio quality isn't as crisp as we've come to know it to be.
1: Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, here we are. Uh, we have to tell you where to find us on the internet if you care to do that. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Fountains of spleen. You can email us, Fountains of gmail at gmail.com. You can find some playlists in the uh, show notes wherever you are listening. And those playlists are a playlist of all of the artists featured at our mid show break, a playlist of every Fountains of Wayne song that we have explained so far and a playlist of songs that make us happy in an antidepressants playlist. And those are the playlists. I also want to remind everybody to please leave us a rating and a review. We often forget to say this, but if you could, we would appreciate it because it helps people find our show, and we read them, and they make us smile, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it helps the show. Uh,
0: Additionally, I made this a couple weeks ago, and then brazenly forgot to mention it on last week's episode but i made a playlist for myself and others i guess uh called fountains of Wayne for the sober addicted and it's a collection compilation of all their drunkest songs all their songs pertaining to drug use drink use uh the lack thereof or the the overwhelm of wow yeah it's like an hour long so like a nice A nice like kind of uh emo peek into some of the darker fountains of wains moments
1: that's some like really expert curation there i i want to take a look at that immediately Um,
0: yeah let me let me shout out some highlights prom theme bright future in sales hotel majestic hate to see you like this and and other favorites
1: yeah wow this sounds like one of those infomercials of like packages of songs that you can buy on multi CD sets
0: for three payments of thirty nine ninety nine. You can be the proud owner of the double CD set, "Fountains of Wayne for the Sober Addiction. It's one part. It's like a down payment for a rehab program, and it's also a CD compilation. So it's
1: wow. Yeah. Well, sign me up. I uh, I'm, I'm excited for both parts of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, Uh, do we have any other, like, I don't think there's really been any bits of, like, Fountains of Wayne news or any, like, exciting anecdotes. I can't really think of anything pressing that we my need to google talk alert about is
0: a little worn out every time i click on that fountains of wayne google alert it's like fountains of wayne is like on this list of inspirations for this up and coming indie pop sensation and i'm like oh my gosh
1: <laughs> that does happen a lot i've seen like i've been on tiktok a little bit there's like uh been some talk about fountains of wayne on tiktok with uh some new bands who have mentioned them as a uh, inspiration and also like there's always a never-ending stream of Stacy's mom parodies which yes, yes. never fail to go no, viral. It's Stacey's like it's a da- surefire way to go. Yes, yeah, yeah, Stacey's dad we talked was, about that briefly,
0: I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was the most recent big one. But it's like yeah, it's good, it was good.
1: I can't believe the legs that Stacy's mom parodies
0: have. It's just like a immediately you go
1: viral if you do a Stacy's mom parody.
0: That's a little um speaking into the universe. Let's just get Stacy's mom. Let's just rip the band-aid. Let's just do it this morning. <laughs> this could this could be the day. This could be the Monday morning that we get. Uh, mom. Spring. Uh, Spring is here to stay.
1: Only thing that stands between us is chance, and it gets more and more likely every single week. that uh, just gonna happen.
0: Seven songs. Seven
1: songs left. Seven <sighs> songs <sighs> left. Uh, should we just do it? Kinda.
0: I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's just hop in. Just do it. Um, I almost stopped recording. I don't need to do that. Okay, good. we've <laughs> already getting, done that once. Getting addicted to stopping the recording. Okay. Um, I have the random number generator. I have the song list. I think we're good to go. Are you counting me down?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'm counting down. And because we're recording this on the Monday after Easter, I'll count down. Uh, I'll count down five little Easter eggs.
0: Oh, uh, I oh, did you dye eggs?
1: I didn't dye eggs. I like never dye eggs for Easter. I don't know why.
0: I haven't in a really long time. I had we had a bunch of friends stay over, sleep over um, the night before yesterday, two days ago, not Easter, Saturday. Friday into Saturday, oh. and um, I made all our friends dye Easter eggs, and they were all brown, <laughs> and so <laughs> we also had to strip the brown off of them. It was a long and very scientific process, but I actually dyed Easter eggs this year. It was really fun.
1: I haven't done it since I was a
0: small child. It was really fun. And now there's a bunch of fucking useless eggs in my fridge, but they're beautiful. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're not useless. They're, uh, they brought you happiness and joy. So perfectly Uh, good use of eggs.
0: Fleeting serotonin. Thank you. Eggs. Thank you. Thank you. Eggs.
1: (laughs) Um, That sounds magical. I, uh, yeah, I just, I I ate some candy the the way you're supposed to on, on Easter yeah there's yeah, a yeah. number That's of, of greatest uh, gifts Well, you know rather than count down five different easter eggs t- to have that random number generator i'm gonna do yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. long form countdowns my famous long forms and this is gonna be and i didn't i didn't prepare this at all so this is really off the cuff but these are five limited easter candies that you can only oh, hypothetically fuck. get yeah. around easter that i'm gonna count down i'm gonna see if i can name five that i enjoy the first one is the recently introduced not this year but i believe last year uh, There's a Reese's cup with marshmallow top that I think is really good, if a little sweet. It's a little gratingly sweet.
0: That's awful to me.
1: It's like, it's okay. I think if they made a dark chocolate version, it would be better because it would not be so, like, sickly sweet. Like, it's too sweet. Um, so we got the marshmallow top Reese's. Speaking of Reese's, you got the classic Reese's egg, the classic mid Reese's egg, which uh, starting today will be on sale at your local drugstore and I do recommend going and picking up a handful of half off Reese's eggs uh that's probably what I'm gonna do as soon as we're done recording this today next up we have the Russell Stover's chocolate covered marshmallow egg but I want to give a special shout-out shout out to the dark chocolate <laughs> what <laughs>
0: What? Oh, I was just like, you said spout out instead of shout out. And And that's why you said fountains. fountains. (laughs) Like
1: fountains. (laughs) When we
0: give, when we talk about our Patreon lines, you should call those spout outs.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, that's so smart. Okay, well, we'll maybe do that. But anyway, you got the Russell Stover's dark chocolate uh, marshmallow egg. Uh, next up, you got the Sour Patch Bunnies, uh, which I think are a little oh, better I than those the Sour yesterday. Patch, Those are good. I like the bunny ears. It gives a little bit more chew. Uh, and I do appreciate a little bit extra chew on the Sour Patch Kid. And then the number one spot, I think I'm just going to give it to the big Reese's chocolate bunny. I know we already have had two Reese's products, but Reese's hates Easter hard. And that big chocolate bunny filled with Reese's peanut butter, I think is a very satisfying Easter treat. And with that, stop generating.
0: Okay, I got number one, which makes it Utopia Parkway. Yes, Utopia yes. Parkway. Yay. <laughs>
1: Um, that's so exciting. That I mean, that's kind of up there for me with Stacy's mom as like a how haven't we gotten this song? Yet. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, it's like it's the perfect time of year to listen to Utopia Parkway. Like it's just starting to get like you're having some like crispy hot days. Like I've already had my first sunburn of the year, like not a bad sunburn, but a little a little cloudy day, summer suntime sunburn, because I'm very pasty and um yeah utopia parkway is such like an upbeat fucking fun optimistic naive exciting song
1: yeah yeah oh god let's go listen to it i love this song so much
0: That was Stop Thief by Too Much Saturn. We played another one of their tracks last week. This song, Stop Thief that you just heard, came out on 4/15, so that's 2 days ago, 3 days ago. So, new track. And go check it out on your music platform of choice.
1: New track. Thanks uh, Too Much Saturn for the new fire, for the new flames in our in our ears.
0: True, 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 true. true. Thank you so much.
1: Um Okay, so Utopia Parkway.
0: Wow! 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 I looked it up, and they it was released in spring of 1999. Mm. It's all very, very serendipitous. I
1: don't it? know. This song does remind me of spring. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. I listen to Utopia Parkway the song a lot, but I definitely listen to it a lot during the uh, springtime.
0: Yes. I also listened to it a lot during this break. I listened to it like six. I just like was enjoying the excuse to listen to it so, so, so much.
1: Yeah, sometimes I listen to the song once and I'm like, okay, I get it. Uh and then sometimes it's a yeah. song I love where I just like keep it on loop the whole time. Um preparing my notes because I just like love the song so much. Listen, here's a necessary spoiler for a recent Patreon episode that will eventually appear in our main feed. But when we did our top 10 Fountains of Wayne songs, you, me and Ryan, I'll compile the top 10 list. P- pause the episode and <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon if you don't <laughs> want it spoiled. Okay. But um this was my number one Fountains of Wayne song. And like I haven't revisited my top 10 in a few weeks. And like we said then, like those lists are pretty fluid and could probably change because we love this band and we love so many of their songs so much. This is a song I still feel confident in calling my favorite Fountains of Wayne song.
0: It's so emblematic. And I think you are in good company. I mean, wax nine records named the whole fucking Adam Schlesinger tribute album compilation, saving for a custom van after a lyric in this song. Um, I think it's, a standout for Adam Schlesinger's songwriting career and very, uh, I'll use the word again, emblematic of the trajectory of his songwriting career. It's like about him sort of pre-success. It's so clearly like it's again, cast into this kind of third person character, but it's so clearly coming from a perspective he's familiar with. Um, And it's sort of in a way, like the energy and like the spunk and the, Um, passion for this thing he's doing like he capitalized on all of it in his lifetime so it's one of those one of those ditties that you sort of like look back on it's like the story song for the artist it's like his story song
1: yeah I mean um, I will circle back to this but there is a great article in the LA Times that a writer called Brian Raftery did you see this Um, this. it's rare that we get this sort of treat but every once in a while
0: it's so amazing
1: it is amazing it's every once in a while somebody does what we do every week and does a deep dive on one fountains of wayne song and goes into why it's a great song sort of from a musical standpoint but also why the author of the article or the podcast or whatever loves the song personally uh it's pretty rare that you get that with the fountains of wayne song that's why we made this podcast so that we could provide that but somebody at the LA Times did this for Utopia Parkway, and it's this lovely article about like how the song is emblematic of Adam and the trajectory of what Adam would do, um, and it's just actually you know now that we're talking rather yeah, than circle yeah. back, I just want to hit some highlights because it, it's it. it's so good and I really Absolutely. recommend everybody read it. Um, there's this, a great line jumped out at me. Raftery uh, writes but you don't just lose yourself in a song like utopia parkway you actually cast yourself in it which i think is a great way to describe the power of adam's songwriting is that he writes about all these lovable losers like we say all over the tri-state area especially on utopia parkway and in the best of those songs you see yourself in them and you can imagine yourself being you know the lady from a fine day for a parade or this guy starting a cover band in Queens, Uh, and I think that's just so smart and good. I
0: also think that word choice is amazing because you cast yourself into it in sort of like an I am the protagonist in this song sort of a way, but also for somebody who so frequently writes about coastal communities, it brings up a lovely fishing metaphor, which I think is a feeling sort of encapsulated by the whole Utopia Parkway album, not just the song, of like, imagine being cast out and bobbing on the ocean surface. Like, what a pleasant... And like inundating sensation.
1: Yeah, truly. Um, this other quote I want to highlight is actually the last line in the article where he says, quote, and while the final line of Utopia Parkway is from the viewpoint of its wide-eyed hero and could very well be about Adam Schlesinger himself, they'll never know what hit them when I'm gone. And I just think that is like so true. This is kind of Adam writing uh you know from the perspective of a character but also a little bit from the perspective of himself and also probably uh chris collingwood and the band as a whole um and there is this little thing tucked in there this line they'll never know what hit them when i'm gone and you know you just hear that differently since adam's passing
0: yeah Yeah. it's funny yes very very it's funny getting this song the day after. Uh, for many of us, for me, I drove back to my hometown, and then I, uh, and then I drove back to my now home. If you, when, when you write a love song to the road that takes you out of your town, you also write a love song to the road that takes you back to it, and I think that that, like. That emotional dichotomy is really caught in this song like he calls himself the king of his hometown but the whole like quest, the whole like hero's journey, the whole hope of the song is to evacuate the hometown and there's something like so there's something so bittersweet about being from somewhere especially if you're that personality that's like get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here Um, I want something bigger than here Yeah, I don't know.
1: There's also amazing comedy in that this song is about somebody from Queens, the New York City borough, and to think – I'm going to go somewhere bigger yeah. than Queens. It's like I guess you're going to take the train to Manhattan, yeah. but like it does create a if you're from like a certain neighborhood in a certain uh, certain boroughs in New York, it does kind of feel like you live in, you know, if you're from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, it kind of must feel like a little bit you're from a town called Bay Ridge, yeah. not an area of a borough of a city. Right. Um because it's some of those areas are so kind of insulated and so like you know we live here and everywhere else is the outside and uh it's just funny to think of like being in queens being in new york city and (laughs) thinking like i'm gonna get out of here and i'm gonna make it big and they're gonna miss me when i'm gone kind of (laughs) thing but really uh true even if you quote unquote made it you wouldn't be going very far
0: yeah (laughs)
1: which i think is just very
0: funny and then uh, yeah very tri-state area hometown hero like how yeah of course <laughs> i mean
1: even out adam schlesinger if he ever had this complex of like yes. i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna make it out of my home time H- hometown he's a guy from montclair new jersey which yeah. is for 30 minutes maybe from new york city like he didn't go very far really
0: I feel well from my perspective as in college, I was a New York transplant and to be surrounded by so many people who lived a train ride away who were like, Yes, yes, I'm out. I made it. Like that was where we that was like we were at the epicenter of that. Like, but you feel it. Like we had tons of friends from Long Island and New Jersey, yourself included, who lived an hour away and being like, Yes, 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 an hour away from home. Fuck yes. And it really feels like a, I feel like it feels like a bigger difference. Like if your city is New york city it's different i lived an hour away from boston you lived an hour away from new york city those are different feelings
1: yeah and there is something like uh there's a a sensation of being from a suburban town in new jersey or long island or connecticut and like people stay in these towns and they, and they never leave. And mm-hmm. a few yeah. of those people, a handful of people from your graduating class moved to New York city. Yeah. And like, Oh, this... New
0: York. Oh, you're in the city. <laughs> <don't> yeah. <laughs> and they're always, it's like this
1: like crazy thing yeah. that you did. Yeah. Uh, and it really is just an hour away. And it's like, you can get on a train and be there uh, and like, do have a whole day and be home. People commute there every single day, you know, it's good, mm-hmm. but to move there and to like actually surround yourself in the, that uh is like this kind of radical thing to some people and then to other people it's like yeah i mean it's right there it's you know it's it's that's why we all live here on some level is because like our ancestors settled in a place that was near the, like, world trade capital, you know? Like, there's there's all the work, and this is where all the people moved. They came through Ellis Island, and they didn't want to go any further, so they settled here, you know? Like...
0: <laughs> they were sleepy, and they were tired, and so am I.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. They moved to Brooklyn for a couple years, and then they were like,
0: ah, yeah. let's go... They, like, uh... moved on a boat across the country where they only had beer because all the water went bad, and, like, also so did the beer, and, like, all their kids died, and, like, I... I just don't want to pay for movers. <laughs> yeah, at that point, yeah, <laughs> settle where the ground is flat. Right, right, right. Thank you, thank you, Chris Gilman. Thank you, Chris Gilman.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway, though, back to, back to the song. Uh, more directly, it's just like I don't know. I think this is the perfect Fountains of Wayne song. It's this like idiosyncratic and empathetic character driven it's like musically it's hooky it's catchy it's like relatable it's a little silly but not too silly like i think there were times where it's like all right adam dial it back you get like a 92 subaru where you're like okay that's we need to dial back slightly
0: but there's so few lyrics it's like it's not because it's just like the story is so engaging I'm like there's a whole like universe in my head associated with a story like I thought I was gonna pull up fucking genius and it was gonna be a, a, like a full google doc page long like I thought like every space was going to be filled and it's like three fucking lyrics I was like this is amazing
1: they get so much done with so little it's incredible they're a, I don't have the direct quote, but from that uh, LA Times kind of ode to the song, they describe the opening lyrics of the song as cramming a novella's worth of detail into like <laughs> four lines. And, like, yeah, look at the opening lines to this song. Um, uh, I mean, let's literally say them.
0: Oh, wait, um, I got to pull up. I got to pull it up. I got it. Yeah, re- I got read it. those
1: first four lines. Well,
0: I've been saving for a custom van, and I've been playing for a cover band. And my baby doesn't understand why I never turned from boy to man. In
1: those four lines, you learn everything <laughs> yeah. you need to know about this central character. And right. it's immediately yes. funny and engaging. Yeah. And What do you not, want? You're...
0: What do you do? Who is your girlfriend? What are you like? It's yes. It's fucking crazy. You get
1: everything. It's evocative. It paints this picture immediately from the beginning of the song. It is such efficient songwriting. It, it's It's a... Miracle of of songwriting. It's just like crazy. The leap from what they were doing on the first album, which I think is usually largely successful, but is even more like kind of economic and streamlined and perfected right up front on Utopia Parkway is incredible. I mean, the song, like you said, the lyrics, they're so few, but they do so much um i and then you also also get these details like you learn everything about these people get into the second verse you get lyrics like and while i'm waiting for my time to come i'm gonna get a little shopping done it's It's like so funny it's so funny
0: uh and then like you find out he's shopping like at the hardware store to hang up pictures of like i need a band i want to be in one i'm me come listen to me and it's like that's so cute like uh
1: Yeah, it's just, like, every part of the song. So that's lyrically. And then musically, the way the song is, uh, like, actually composed, it's this, like, really, really great it's like just a mix of things that like really doesn't sound like any other fountains of wayne song exactly like it is a power pop song but it's not too much power and it's not too much pop it's like the perfect balance of both you get this great balance of the rhythm and the lead guitar the rhythm is doing this like kind of descending through it you know right through there um and then the lead is doing this and Ah, it's just like so good uh and then you mix that with the piano what the piano's doing and then these like vocal harmonies round it all out it's just like so well composed it's like it's it feels effortless like there's so much attention to detail and there must have been so much work put into making this song sound so good but like when you listen to it it just like goes down easy it goes down smooth
0: it's just like such a well composed song um nothing makes you feel as good as fast as there's such a i think this this is all kind of occurring to me right now but like utopia parkway and a fine day for a parade they share space on the same album named utopia parkway it's like Almost Adam Schlesinger's take on that street and Chris Collingwood's take on that street. There's such there's such a giant worlds apart difference between a teenager driving down a street and a parade going down a street and like you're not even on the parade, you're a voyeur perceiving the or yeah, perceiving the parade. Like, um what like all of the different POVs we get on this street and this neighborhood and like all of the feelings and the whole cast of characters we get throughout this album. Like, I hope this is the one Martha Banta stages next.
1: Yes, for real. I mean, it literally pretty much all takes place on one it's street. Asking
0: to be staged, yeah. Like
1: your three characters right up front. You got Utopia Parkway. We got this like <laughs> dreamer living in Queens who's like starting a cover band who thinks that he's gonna like make it big off a cover band, which is just a funny premise. You get Red Dragon <laughs> Tattoo about somebody who is trying to be someone in a way and goes and gets a tattoo in Cody Island. Uh and then you get Denise which isn't a song about Denise, it's about a person who pines for Denise, uh a sounds like just average person who works at Liberty Travel and drives a Lexus. It's just these songs are so funny and strange in like the best way possible and they're just so character driven they're about these people these strivers and dreamers and just average everyday working people who live in queens you know i think most bands would be wanting to write about the most glamorous or seedy or underworld or you know uh kind of maximalist kinds of people and backdrops uh that would be like you know all the songs and bands with work surrounding like the lower east side of manhattan or other parts of manhattan or or things like that Mm -hmm. uh and then here's a band that writes a whole album based on a five mile stretch of queens that almost nobody (laughs) has heard of it's like crazy and this song is the perfect way to kick that off it just like opens the door and welcomes you in with this like gust of wind that's just Mm -hmm. like absolutely Perfect,
0: pop music with an indie sensibility, for real.
1: Yeah, for mm-hmm. real. In a way that's so, I feel like so rare now. Um, yeah. I do have a, I have more kind of quotes about like the actual writing of the song that I found. If, if yeah. that's okay to read, uh, no. <laughs> okay never mind Bad idea. okay yeah
0: cut, <laughs> cut that segment cut that segment no yeah go that. for it yeah go for it uh,
1: so adam and chris appeared in uh oh i forgot the year i think it was 1999 like for, to promote the album they appeared on fresh air with terry gross which is crazy first of all like i feel like <laughs> yeah, wow. terry gross doesn't just let like uh, two guys and like a fledgling <laughs> indie bit. like they weren't like big yet it's crazy that that uh they were on fresh air just like plugging the album and not just in the music segment like i think doing a full interview uh and uh so terry gross asks uh adam about what the song is about and adam says quote the song is about a guy who's playing in a cover band and he's sort of a little bit too old to be playing in a rock band but can't quite give up the dream of it And it was kind of making fun of myself, you know, the absurdity of what we do in a way. But, you know, he's just he's talking about the idea that he's going to take over the town. He's going to make it into New York and conquer the big city. And and, and then Terry Gross says... Before you guys actually succeeded as a band, did you think that you were going to be in this perpetual state of adolescence and never quite making it as a band but being stuck in that place? And Adam says, you know, it's hard to say. Did you ever think you'd be stuck in a perpetual adolescence? And then he laughs. Uh, It's like being in a rock band. It's almost something we can't help, you know. You try to be an adult about it, but it's sort of a ridiculous thing to be doing. And I think we actually write about a lot of adolescent and sort of teenage scenarios and things. But for us, it's almost more because it's what's traditionally done with the form. And we're really interested in, you know, the form of pop songs. And I'd rather write about a high school prom or something than write about a midlife crisis, you know, end quote. (laughs) Very illuminating uh, look into Adam's kind of priorities as a songwriter. uh, And just directly saying what what the song is about which is great. It's such a straightforward song, but
0: I love that it's not about like leaving the town or being better than the town. It's about taking over the town, which I actually think is like in this like tragically ironic sort of a way, I guess. I think that pandemic has made it sort of obvious that you don't need to like live in New York or live in LA or live here or live there to like have a career in the arts like and like things like TikTok and just like fucking globalization and the internet in general like it's starting to be clear and like I think of the show Letter Kenny all the time like they're all just like we live and film in like our small town in Canada like that's where we live and we don't fuck with LA and we're very vocal about it like on our show and in our lives and like we don't want to have to do that in order to like make art and like I think that yeah I don't know like I think the idea of like no 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 no, I'm gonna be like rich and famous and I'm gonna be right here and I'm gonna build a gold palace on top of like my high school's detention room (laughs) like yay I, I don't there's something really pleasurable in that and I think it's sort of becoming a reality for a lot of people
1: yeah it is like sort of uh oddly you know for a song written in 1999 uh it's it's got a timeless quality to it i think the song will always be relatable because even if you're not a person who's trying to start a rock band to take over your town (laughs) uh if you're some kind of striving dreamer artist type you are probably starting some harebrained project that in the moment feels like it's going to take over your hometown even if your hometown (laughs) is new york city uh and um, actually it's you're playing in a cover band you'll probably play to like three people in a bar and yeah. Bensonhurst, benson and, and that'll be about
0: as far as it and goes you're a but fucking superstar speaking yeah of... there's something so yeah there's and something you something are yeah that. speaking of um our upstairs neighbors uh they've listened to a couple episodes so hello if you're listening Shout our upstairs, upstairs neighbors. neighbors yes yes um uh the, through a DJ session in our basement the night before Easter, two nights before Easter, my clock's really off. Spring break, woo! Um, uh, you know, and it was fucking awesome. Like I love a gorilla DJ session in our basement against our landlord's permissions. Like this is this is the height of of that feeling. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, always do anything against your landlord's permissions first of yeah, all. <laughs> yeah, break all the rules um, the landlord uh, puts puts in place. Uh, but yeah, that sounds incredible. It does sound totally in line with uh, more of a 2022 version of uh, what this guy would be doing. This guy would yes. probably be a SoundCloud rapper or like a a, a TikTok DJ. Yes. Um, Well, this is a great song. Uh, Like I said, I still consider it my personal favorite Fountains of Wayne song. I could gush about this song all day, but we've already been going on for quite a long time. So do you have any closing remarks about Utopia Parkway or should we move along to Bad Ideas?
0: Let's, Let's move
1: on down the road. Let's scuttle on down the path to some Bad Ideas.
0: Oh I had one yesterday. I have one. Um, I'm not sure if this makes sense like outside of my head or if it only is um funny in my head, but a poster that is like a graphically violent interpretation of Jesus on the cross with like the obviously like the nail through his hand on the cross, you and know, through his other hand. Um, Crown of thorns, blood Crown coming of down. Thorn- and, yeah. Full, full thing. Um, and then like above and below is the catchphrase emblazoned on it, just hang 10. <laughs> 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 or, or like those yeah.
1: those office posters, where it's a cat and it says yeah, "Hang yeah. in there." Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You know what Je- I mean, like that. Jesus, um... hang in
1: there, poster. That those perfect for Easter. <laughs>
0: Jesus, hang in there, poster. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I was. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Both solid options.
1: I did not think of a bad idea this week because I forgot to, so now I need to think of one on the fly. While I'm thinking about it, I will tell everybody about a good idea. Uh, yesterday, it was my siblings. There's three of them who were all born on the same day, and it was their birthday and so we had the idea to go to the rainforest cafe good idea if there's a rainforest cafe in your area go to the like you might not have been since you were a child and let me tell you it holds up rainforest cafe absolutely smacks cannot recommend it enough um if you're
0: uh if you don't have a rainforest cafe near you i think the second tier option has got to be a dimly lit chili's Yeah,
1: yeah. That's like pretty much the only backup
0: option if you're in suburban Massachusetts. her example.
1: Play uh, play some rainforest sounds in your headphones and close your eyes in the Chili's. It'll basically get the job done.
0: Yeah, play like sleep (laughs) sounds. Like bring your sleep machine to Chili's, anyways.
1: (laughs) Yeah, listen to like the hydraulic animatronic sound hissing every once in a while in your ears of the like animatronic gorillas that go like. Okay, my bad idea this week, in keeping with the Rainforest Cafe, is to try to open a Rainforest Cafe location in the actual rainforest outdoors for full immersion. Because right now, Rainforest Cafe is, like, a gimmicky rainforest restaurant uh, that is located in, like, malls, or, like, there's one in, like, Disney Springs or Animal Kingdom. They're in, like, very kind of, like developed areas they don't happen organically in the wild and for a place that's Mm -hmm. themed about the rainforest that literally has a sign when i went yesterday (laughs) that said save the rainforest i think it only makes sense that they go to the rainforest don't put any walls up just Bring some tables, bring some chairs.
0: Well, I was gonna say that would be a lot cheaper because you would just need tables and chairs, like and (laughs) like a cook. That would be all you need.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, listen, if like a cheetah appears and like it's like you'd have to sign waivers. Like if a anaconda tries to swallow me whole, that is on (laughs) me. I signed up to be here. I wanted the hardcore extreme version of the rainforest cafe and i got it and i, I just think that would be great um yeah that's brilliant
0: <laughs> uh also probably completely counteracts the whole idea of saving the rainforest
1: yeah well yeah hopefully you wouldn't have to do too much like uh you know cutting down of trees to put a outdoor rainforest oh, not cafe Too much,
0: just enough
1: just a few yeah well, just a few perfect. just just the perfect amount yeah
0: yeah having a bunch of tourists in the in the rainforest would be good for it
1: yeah bring it lots of attention lots of foot traffic into the rainforest yeah. so mm-hmm. just yeah, the
0: rainforest. would love the attention what? it's just like babe it's just like babies they need attention yeah they
1: love uh, the attention of humans uh <laughs> getting in the way of what uh, they do best um okay so we need to thank our patrons i think this was spout the- out spout out <laughs> spout out to our patrons spouting from the fountain
0: sounds so disgusting it does i don't like it shout out to mallory stewart rachel hart la pontiff john la Follette, and eric gandalf Thank you, patrons, and
1: thank you to everybody who listens to Fountains of Splain. I'm so glad we got to talk about this great, great song. Love you. Love you.
0: We are out.